What is up, DGA Effers? We are here talking about the five stages of intuitive eating today. So let's review intuitive eating in case you're super, super new here and you're not sure what that is. So basically, intuitive eating is a, a non-dieting approach to eating food that heals your relationship with food. So if you have struggled hard with dieting for your entire life or you feel like you have been tracking things, calories, macros, containers, what else? Points, 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 my God. All the things, yes. If you have been stuck in that mentality and you're just like, there has to be a, a better way. Like I need to heal my relationship with food, but I don't know how, then intuitive eating could be right for you. Definitely. And so one of the biggest misconceptions with intuitive eating is that you decide to stop dieting and then you just become an intuitive eater. Yay. No, no, (laughs) absolutely not. That is not how it works. It's a full process that you have to go through. So last week on the podcast, we talked about the 10 principles of intuitive eating. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen, because we cover basically the whole process of intuitive eating. So today on this episode, we're talking about the different stages that mentally you will go through once you start your intuitive eating journey. Yes. And I think this episode is super important, just as important as understanding the 10 principles, because you're going to experience some pretty interesting thoughts, behaviors, and it's just nice to know what you experience through these stages is completely normal and that you will get to that point where you are eating intuitively. You are listening to your biological hunger cues. You're rid of all of that guilt and shame that comes with eating forbidden foods. Um, it's it's a true process. And I really think that if you can understand these stages from the get-go, it will make your transition a lot easier. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it'll be a lot easier to kind of get through all of some of the interesting parts of it, the not so fun parts of it, and not thinking that there's something wrong or that you're a failure by any means. Because that's what diet culture wants you to think is that you're a failure when you can't complete a diet. That is not what intuitive eating is. Um, But it's not easy. It's not an easy process. No, it's really not. So, and you know, we always say self-awareness is always the first step. And we just want to bring awareness to you about this process because we want to make sure that if you decide intuitive eating is a route you want to take, that you have all the information up front because it's a process. And honestly, it depends. The question we get all the time is, well, how, how long does it take for me to like ditch dieting and then decide that I'm going to like just become an intuitive eater? And We don't, we we can't answer that. And it depends how deeply ingrained the rules from diet culture are ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. It it really depends. So how long you had been dieting for. Yes. So what we're going to do in this episode, we're going to take you through all five stages. We also want to encourage you to follow along at fit.and.social on Instagram. We are just sharing so much about all the principles, all the stages, our stories, our experiences. And we're really going to help you decide if intuitive eating is a good fit for you. And we also linked in our Instagram bio, also linked in the show notes of this episode, we have a free guide for you and it's called ditch the diet. It's your first steps to intuitively eating. So we're going to help you assess where you're at because a lot of people think that they're eating intuitively and they're actually not. They're not doing yeah. all the things. So this is going to help you assess 
what aspects of intuitive eating do you still need to work on? Um, and we also just go through some common misconceptions. The best part though, Lauren, tell them what the best part, the about, best part about opting in. Oh, okay. I was like, about what? Like, tell them what. <laughs> Um, we also are going to be sending out weekly emails just to educate you more so on intuitive eating, tell you a little bit more about our stories, dive deeper into misconceptions, and you can respond to those emails so we can have a personal one-on-one -on -one conversation with you about your personal experience with dieting. Yes. And when you're opted into that email series, that's also going to give you an option if you want to, if you decide that you want to start intuitive eating, we have a course launching this summer. So get ready. Yay. It's going to be really exciting. We talk a little bit more about that in this, this episode. But you will have the option to be added to our VIP list, and you'll be first to know all the details when that comes out. Definitely. All right. So if you really enjoyed this, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, DJF Demand Growth Act Fearlessly, so you can get all the latest I guess I don't want to say gossip. I was going to say gossip. All the latest news information about intuitive eating. All right. <laughs> Let's, Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the, the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGAFer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. One of the biggest misconceptions with intuitive eating is that you start with, hey, I don't want to diet anymore. And then you just become an intuitive eater. Yeah. People miss the whole middle part where, and we talked about this in the last episode, that gray area where it's not this linear, like, step one, quit dieting. Step two, become an intuitive eater. Yes. It's not like that at all. And if you haven't listened to our episode about the 10 principles of intuitive eating, highly recommend listening to that first. Yes. That's episode, this one. That's episode 118. So pause this one and go listen to that because we really explain the, the basics of intuitive eating and what those 10 principles are. So please go listen to that one before you do this one. Yes. So today though, we're diving a little bit deeper in more so the stages or the phases or what you're going to really experience along your intuitive eating journey. So you're at that point where you're like, I don't want to diet anymore. What happens from that point on and, and what are you going to experience? What thoughts are going to come up for you? All that. Yeah, it's kind of like the mentality that you're going through. The mindset. Yes. So what we're going to do, we're going to fly through each of the five stages real quick, and then we're going to break each one down in depth and just have a really good conversation about it. We also made a post on Instagram. So if you're somebody who likes to read um, instead of just listening, you want to see the, the text in front of you. If you go to at fit.and.social, we have a full-blown post that literally goes in depth 
on all five stages. You can scroll through it and take a look. Yes. We are also educating behind the scenes on our email series too. So we have a free download linked in the show notes, also in our Instagram bio. If you head to at bit.and.social, you can click that. And it's basically just the first steps guide to intuitive eating. And we're going to help you ditch diets for good and just really assess are you already eating intuitively? Do you have some work to do? But then the fun part about that is Lauren and I are going to be reaching out via email every single week, just pouring tons and tons and tons of information your, value. Yeah, yeah. your way so that you can determine, do you want to go down this path of intuitive eating? Um, because like we said, it's not this linear path. It's a lot of internal work that you're going to have to do. Yep, totally. All right, let's go through the five stages quickly, and then we'll go in depth. Okay, so stage one is hitting diet bottom. We have talked so much about this everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but basically that means you're just ready to be done with dieting. So that's stage one. If you are saying, yep, done, then you're there. You're in stage one. <laughs> stage two is exploration. And this is where you're hyper aware of your internal signals. So you're you're really just super, super cognizant of the choices that you're making. And you're kind of questioning, like it almost feels obsessive, but we're going to talk about the difference between like the hyper awareness and obsessive when we get into the deep dive. But yeah. Yes. Stage three is crystallization. And that's where your intuitive eater starts to become awake. And that's where your thoughts are not controlling and obsessive anymore. Mm -hmm. Stage four is where intuitive eating starts to feel comfortable. So it's the intuitive eater awakens And then stage five is the final stage where your intuitive eater is woke. It's woke and you're really living that intuitive lifestyle and you're feeling really good in your choices. You're feeling really confident and you don't have much guilt. Yep. So you feel free. Or no guilt, not much. Yeah. No guilt. No guilt. (laughs) You feel free. And, And, you know, that's the whole point because we get a lot of questions like, well, why intuitive eating? And I mean, really intuitive eating is a non dieting approach to eating that heals your relationship with food. So if you are someone who is just really, really has struggled with binge eating, with overeating, with feeling guilt and shame around food. If you feel like, you know, your social life has even been impacted or you use um, food to cope with emotions. It's like your only coping mechanism. Yeah. If you track foods, if you have an app that you punch your calories into for the day or points or containers or macros or whatever, like that we're talking to you and Mm -hmm. kind of fun next episode the whole episode is going to be about is intuitive eating right for you. So if you're Mm -hmm. still kind of wondering, stay tuned to that episode as well, because I think you're going to get a lot of insight out of all of this. Definitely. Okay. So let's go into a really deep dive into these five stages, phases, whatever you want to call them. So stage one, we call the readiness um, hitting diet bottom. So like Jenna said, this is where you're really done with dieting, but why are you done with dieting? So when you're in this stage, you've kind of figured out that diets don't work and that you've attempted to lose weight. You've attempted to be healthier. And the end result ends up being either you gain the weight back, you feel worse than when you started. You have so much guilt and shame around food. And in your head, you're like, I literally can't go on another diet. Like, you you don't know any other solution. You think the diet is the only solution, but in your head, you're like, I literally can't do it. I can't do another one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's controlled you for so long. Like you just want to live your life, but you also don't really know how because you've been dieting for so long and you have this fear that if you stop dieting, you're going to gain weight back and you're, you're just really nervous, but you just 
you don't want to go on another diet. Yes. So you think about like food all the time. You're worried about gaining weight. You are constantly restricting. Um, you might be using a statement like this. If only I didn't have to watch my weight, I could eat all the foods. So you might be feeling that, or maybe you've had two cookies and now you feel freaking terrible about yourself. And so the guilt kind of comes in. Um, if you're at this stage, you're good. You're at the first stage of intuitive eating. Yeah. You're on your way to getting there. So you're at the hitting diet bottom stage. Yes. You also might be at the point where you're starting to get super annoyed by people who are not in this stage yet. So mm -hmm. pay attention to that because if you are constantly around like friends or family members who are dieting, you're going to be hyper aware of things that they're saying. Mm -hmm. So like if they're, oh, oh, I can't eat that. This is going to make me fat or I can't have carbs at dinner or I'm not eating fruit after 8 p.m. or just any of the, the bullshit rules that diet culture has put into all of our heads at one point or another, mm -hmm. it's going to start to annoy you when other people are fixated on them. Yes, totally. So if you're at that stage, congrats, you're on your way to becoming the intuitive eater. Now we just got to get you into stage two, Yep, which is the exploration or discovery stage. So this is where you're going to be reacquainting yourself with your intuitive signals. What do we mean by intuitive signals? So this is your hunger, your taste preferences, your satisfaction, your fullness. So really you're in, the, like when Jenna said, you're going to be hyper aware. This is where you're going to start noticing foods that you restrict constantly. This is where you're going to start noticing like, oh, I don't know if I really like the taste of, of that. Or I don't really know if I prefer this food over that. And am I hungry? Am I not? Am I full? You're going to have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. And you might even be wondering like, well, wait, if, if I choose a salad today, is that because I'm doing diety things or do I actually want a salad? Like I know yeah, that was something it, yes. that came up for me a lot. Like no, I actually just want healthy food. <laughs> like, Or like, am I wanting this cookie because I just want to rebel and I just want to be bad? Or do I really want this cookie? Is this cookie going to make me gain weight? Oh, wait, that's a diet culture thought. Never mind. It, like, you're literally not kidding you. These, this is going to happen. It's going to happen to you. <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing. And I love what they say in the intuitive eating book because it talks about how this stage is a lot like learning how to drive a car. So mm -hmm. I'm going to quote this. Okay. So it says for the beginner driver, just getting out of the car or getting the car out of the driveway requires a lot of conscious thinking complete with a mental checklist, put the key in the ignition, make sure the gear is in park or neutral, turn on the engine, check the rear view mirror and so on. So that is the kind of like hyper conscious awareness that we're talking about here. Yes. It can almost kind of be annoying, but it's different than obsession. Okay. So obsession is back when you were in diet culture and you were thinking like, Oh, this food's bad. I'm going to gain weight. I shouldn't eat it. Or like, you're like, I'm, you're thinking about food in, in a different way. Um, hyper awareness is you're more so just aware of the thoughts that you're thinking and you're continuing down the path anyways. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Like obsessive is stopping you and saying, go back to diet culture. Yes. Hyper awareness is saying, Nope, this is normal. Keep plugging along. Yeah. And that's where we really, really want to encourage you. We have a course coming out this summer where we're going to be walking you through the process um, mm -hmm. just because it's really hard to do this on your own. And so just having someone in your back pocket to reassure you that you're not fucking crazy. <laughs> also, there's a lot of like mental practices, affirmations and things to just help you through these stages. It's going to be like, that's what, that's what got us through Yeah, was yeah. not just learning about intuitive eating and understanding what the principles were and practicing. It was like 
really making sure we were focused on, we can't go back to diet culture. We need some affirmations. We need some tools and tricks to help us keep plugging along because this is not easy. Yes. Yeah. So also in this stage, you're going to be making peace with food. So you're going to be giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. And this is usually the scariest part for people because they they might have a ton of foods that they label as bad and feel really guilty. And so it's going to be super hard for them to make peace. But, you know, if that's you, you can take this slowly, but this is vital Mm -hmm. in this stage is to be making peace with food. Yeah. And you're also going to be experimenting with food. So like one of the practices, for example, that we'll have you do is you make a list of all the foods that you've not let yourself have Mm -hmm. for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And then your homework is go eat them. Yep. And you're going to experiment. And it's cool because you're going to really figure out what foods you like, what foods you don't, what foods you thought you were completely obsessed with that don't really do it for you anymore. Yep. You're going to have all of those things come up. Um, you're also going to learn how to honor your hunger and actually listen to your body in terms of how hungry are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to know what kind of hunger feeling is actually pleasant. What hunger feeling is unpleasant? Is there a neutral feeling to some of your hunger cues? Mm -hmm. And when you can really identify that, that's when you're going to know, oh, I want to eat when I feel pleasantly hungry, not when I feel unpleasantly hungry. So we'll get more into that. And also, like, you're going to stop eating before you get to the point of uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Um, And so you're also going to be really uh, figuring out what foods, like Jenna said, you enjoy. So the satisfaction factor of food. Um, that's going to be happening within this stage. Your, like I said, your thoughts are um, not going to be obsessive. They're going to be more so hyper aware. So keep that in mind. So next stage, once you're through all that hyper awareness mm-hmm. crap, which is the hardest stage, I I, I personally think, think so too. <laughs> well, I think so too because it's scary. It's it's very scary. It's scary to let your guard down around foods that you haven't been able to do that with. Yes. But then what's going to feel really good though, is once you start noticing that you're in stage three, mm-hmm. when that starts happening, which is called the crystallization stage. This is where you're developing solid behavioral changes. So your thoughts about food are no longer obsessive. You hardly need to maintain that hyper awareness. Um, so you're not really thinking that much. I mean, you still might have some thoughts pop up, but it's not going to be so crazy like in stage two. Yeah. And, and you're really starting to trust your body here and trusting when, when I say you trust your body, I mean, in terms of listening to your body when it tells you when to eat and when to stop eating, mm-hmm. but also when it tells you what to eat. Mm-hmm. Like if you want pizza for dinner, like perfect example, I'm going to share this with you. One of my foods that I would limit for a really long time, not even limit, I would not let myself eat were chicken fingers. And last night we, my husband ordered, ordered DoorDash. Um, he got a burger and fries and I really didn't want that. And I was like, I'm just going to make some chicken fingers that we have in the freezer because I followed the rules and I bought the foods and I kept them in the house. (laughs) That's part of stage two is making peace with food. And so I had chicken fingers for dinner and then my husband and I had a couple beers just sitting out on the patio. This was such a nice night last night. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Like I was not hyper aware. I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried about it. Like I 
have made peace with that food. Yep. That's great. Mm -hmm. So now in stage three though, you're still probably going to be making peace with some foods, but a lot of the foods you're feeling cool with, um, you're honoring your hunger a lot more. So you're not really letting yourself get too ravenously hungry to where you do then overeat. You're really starting to be like, Oh, I'm at that pleasant hunger stage mm-hmm. right now. I'm going to honor that hunger and I'm going to eat something that sounds satisfying to yes. me. Yes. And, and I want to point out too, with the chicken fingers and beer, that was literally all I had for dinner. And that, that broke my dieting rules mm-hmm. because in the past I would have had to have vegetables for dinner. I have not, not had a veggie with dinner in like five years probably. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that, you know, at first I was very hyper aware of, but last night it was just, I just wanted chicken fingers and beer and it was fine. So you will get to that point of just trusting your body to tell you what to have and what. Yeah. And also in this stage three though, you might still be choosing more of your forbidden foods than more nutrient dense foods. True. So just know that within these first like three stages, you might be eating foods that you're like, holy shit. I feel like all I'm eating are chicken fingers Oreos and whatever else is forbidden on your list. And that's okay because you're going to eventually get into stage four and five, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, But just don't be alarmed if those food, if you're choosing those foods more frequently because you're still making peace with Mm -hmm. them. But you will find in stage three that you don't need as big of a quantity of those foods to Mm -hmm. feel satisfied. Yes. And you're going to start respecting your body a little bit more Mm -hmm. within this stage. So you're not going to have that super hyper awareness fear of gaining weight. It's starting to kind of, kind of fade away here. And you're starting to realize like, it's not like if you are eating more than you should in this stage, you know, it's not a lack of willpower. It's just, you're still healing from diet culture. Right. Right. Because keep in mind, I know we've talked about this before, but I think it's worth bringing up here too, you know, in terms of dieting and hitting that diet bottom, in order to come to terms with the fact that you need to be done dieting and you're not doing it ever again, you have to understand that dieting causes so much harm. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to binge eating and overeating, that happens when you restrict foods. So it's tough when you're making peace with these foods, you may overeat them. You may have larger quantities than, than you feel is appropriate because you are making peace with them mm-hmm. and you have to let yourself go through that stage. Yes. And also you might not be your, your fullness cues might not be hundred percent yet. So you might eat past that, right? which is fine. So then that brings us in. So once you're in that crystallization crystallization stage um, and you're kind of getting out of that, you're going to enter stage four, which is the intuitive eating stage where you're really starting to feel a lot more comfortable in the way that you're eating. You're not getting super stuffed. You're kind of stopping yourself when you're feeling full. So your fullness cues are getting on point here. Um, You are actually choosing some more nutrient dense foods here. Mm -hmm. So I know a big misconception with intuitive eating is that, oh, I'm just going to eat cookies and brownies. If you're telling me I can eat whatever I want, I'm just going to get pizza. I'm going to get pizza every day. Well, you might be eating pizza a lot if that's a food you have to make peace with in the first three stages. But once you hit stage four, you're going to start finding that the more nutrient dense foods are probably going to be making you feel better physically and mentally. And so you're most likely going to be choosing those a lot more over the forbidden foods that you have now made peace with. Right. The cool thing about it, though, is you're not doing it 
to lose weight no. anymore. Like you're, you've made peace with the food, with food and you've made peace with diets and weight loss and all of that. So you don't care about the weight loss. You just care mm-hmm. about how your food makes you feel. And there are tons of practices, especially if you decide to, to go through this process with Lauren and I, tons of practices that we're going to provide for you that help you get to this point. Yes, definitely. Um, another thing that happens within this stage is you stop making disrespectful comments about your body. Mm, um, yeah. So if you ever catch yourself, you know, looking in the mirror or trying on an outfit or comparing yourself to your friend or whatever, and you just rip yourself apart in this stage, you're gonna really stop doing that. You're gonna be respecting it and accepting it and understanding that people are made up of all different shapes and sizes. So I feel like diet culture makes us believe that if you're not a specific shape or size, you are either unhealthy, ugly, not accepted in society, which is bullshit. But at this stage, you're gonna know that's bullshit and you're gonna actually truly believe that your body's worth it. You might in the first three stages tell yourself that, but you don't fully believe it until you're in stage four. Yeah. 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 It takes that, that practice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another thing I love about stage four is when you're finally at that, that place where your intuitive eater is, is awakened yes. is you don't, you, you truly realize and believe in terms of food that you can have anything you want to eat at any time. Yep. So that like constant like desire for food or, oh my gosh, I need to eat this right now. I'm never going to have it again. Like that's gone because mm-hmm. you believe like, oh yeah, I, I don't have to eat all this right now. I can have it whenever I want. And that takes that, that urgency away. Yes, definitely. So that goes into the last stage, which is stage, stage five. This is where you're totally embracing. Your, your intuitive eater is completely wide awake And you're living a life where you are trusting your intuitive abilities, your body, you're you're loving your body. You feel absolutely no guilt, no matter what food you choose, no matter what quantity of food you choose, your relationship with food is really good. Yeah. Yep. Um, Also, this is where exercise and movement comes into play too, because you're, you're not exercising and moving your body to lose weight. You are doing it because you love it. You're doing it because you like the way it makes you feel physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why you're doing it. So the burden, if you ever had the burden of exercise, like I have to exercise because I ate this or I have to exercise, I have to burn X amount of calories, like that's gone. Yep. Or like if you, you want to, I, I know for me when I was going through the, the hyper awareness stage, it was really hard for me to even go on walks outside without tracking the time and tracking the calories and tracking the distance and like that stuff's all gone. Like you're going outside to go on a walk because it's a beautiful day and you want to enjoy it. Like it just, this whole sense of freedom comes your way. Yep. Um, Nutrition will no longer be another mechanism to make you feel bad about the way you eat. So you're choosing probably more so nutrient dense foods, but you don't have this like negative connotation with like any food. Right. <laughs> and well, and I think, you know, this is why we said we really want you to go listen to episode 118 uh, before you listen to this one. So hopefully you follow directions. If not, I'm going to send you there again, because there's this huge misconception with intuitive eating that nutrition plays no part in it. Mm-hmm. And principle 10 actually focuses on learning about nutrition, yeah. but not in a way that makes you lose weight. So please go listen to that one, because that's, that's so important. And we really want to stress that like, you're going to have just 
a lot of knowledge on nutrition. Yes. And we want to, I know we've addressed this in some other podcast episodes, but I want to address it again. Can you lose weight with intuitive eating? I'm sure some people do. Not intentionally. Okay. Can you say the same? Maintain weight with intuitive eating? Yeah. It depends on what your body wants to do when you're fueling it the way that it wants to be fueled. Right. Will you gain weight? Maybe. It depends on where you are. It depends on how damaged you are in whatever direction you're in. It's all up to what your body needs. Yeah. To be the healthiest it possibly can be. Yeah. And you know, you're really listening to your biological hunger cue. So Mm -hmm. this is, I mean, it's biology. It's like you're getting your body back to how it was designed to to run and feel and be before we let diets fuck it all up. Yes. Like you may have heard somebody say like, I started intuitive eating and I lost weight. Well, that person could have been completely overeating and binge eating their entire life and finally made peace with foods and are no longer doing that. Mm -hmm. So result, they may have lost weight. But what we want you to understand is you can't go into it hoping that that's the case. Right. Right. Because, and it, it could be the opposite. You could be gaining weight because if you're someone who you have been dieting so restrictively for so long and you have been like trying to keep yourself in a three, three sizes smaller than you actually are, are biologically designed to be mm-hmm. when you make peace with food, then you may gain weight to get your body back to like where it needs to be to thrive. Yes, definitely. So Also in stage five, to wrap this up, um, your concerns about weight will diminish. You'll start appreciating the unique person you are. Yeah. You really will. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, there's just so much freedom that comes with intuitive eating. And that's where we've talked to so many people. And I know I've experienced this. Lauren has experienced this where dieting just gets in the way of your social life. Mm -hmm. It gets in the way of your entire life. And it's hard to be present in the moment when you are so preoccupied with thoughts about food. Mm -hmm. So going through all five stages of intuitive eating, adopting all 10 principles, that's what's going to give you that freedom to really just thrive. Yes. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode and it gave you a lot more insight into intuitive eating. Obviously, if you have more questions, please shoot them our way. Uh, We want to make sure that we are addressing a ton of questions that you guys have. Um, And also, if you want to view or if you want to get this podcast episode in text form, if you want to read about the five stages, um, head on over to our Instagram at fit.and.social. Also subscribe to our email list by grabbing that freebie that's linked in the bio because we will be sending emails all about the stages, the principles, and all other all other aspects of intuitive eating and more of our stories too with intuitive eating. Yep. And that's going to be linked in the show notes too. And stay tuned because we really want to help you get to this point where you just are eating intuitively. Definitely. All right. Until next time. See you later.